You're listening to Creating the Perfect Experience, a podcast all about events, featuring conversations with creative professionals at the top of their game. We're sharing hot takes, tips, and tricks for designing and producing memorable moments for commercial, nonprofit, and media organizations. Here's your host, Mark Testa, founder and creative director of Mark Steven Agency. Today, I'm speaking with Tina Mobley. Tina is the brand experience and event manager at CBS, where she brings the CBS television brand and programs to life. Most recently, she worked on the immersive experience for the show Ghost, particularly at Comic-Con, as well as other locations around the country. Welcome, Tina. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me and having this platform where we can all share our journeys and stories. Yes, thanks for jumping on. I mean, I've been following you, your career for the last few years, so... You know, I I thought it would be very interesting to hear your story as you've worked up through CBS, particularly, and I know you've done some freelance stuff. So why don't you tell us your story? Yeah, of course. Well, my story actually starts within the seeds of my local community. I've been in the event industry for a little over five years now, just from being a freelancer to now making it my full-time job. Um, And I love it. I love the forever changing environment, fast paced environment. I love creating memorable experiences. And growing up, I've always found a reason to celebrate, whether it be a birthday, anniversary or holiday. So it started there, but you can name it. I just love bringing people together and creating memorable experiences that just leaves memories for a lifetime. Yeah. So my journey has been very interesting currently right now. I'm the brand experience and event manager at CBS. And in a nutshell, you pretty much said it. I help bring the CBS brands to life and programs to life through promotional activities, events, and just a wide range of unique marketing activities and partnerships. But basically with my role, I help with the ideation, the planning, and the execution of marketing campaigns. So it's been very interesting and a fun, a fun, fun journey. And I go by the, uh, the expression, you probably heard this before, variety is the spice of life. And what the saying saying means is that life is more interesting when a person tries new things, you know, a variety of experiences. And then the more that you do in a day that is different from each other, the more enjoyable it is. And the more things you do in life that are different, the more variety you have in your life and the better your life is. So when I heard this saying, I said to myself, you know, spice is something you add to food. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. then with this expression, it's saying that if you add variety to your life, it's like you're spicing up your life in a way you're making it more enjoyable. And I say that to say, because working in this industry, event industry has not allowed me to only find my purpose, but also for me, allowed me to experience life in many different ways through the industry. And I also started and created my own event planning business, Timo, that gives me a deeper fulfillment. And, you know, there's nothing like seeing a person's face light up when they go to an event or looking at the intricate like design details or savor when an event comes to life and unfolds in real time. And that's just something that really just brings me joy. Right. So one of the things like I said, I've been following you, you know, we had done a couple projects together. Prior to being at CBS, did you start out as your own company or what were you doing? Because you've been working for a while and you had called me and said, what do I do now? And I said, you're kind of in a good place. You know, you're already at CBS Sports. So I was like, well, that's kind of a, almost a dream job if you want to do events. And when you talk yeah. about Spice of Life, it's events are always different anyway. And that's kind of why I like them too, because they're always evolving and no two day is the same. Yeah. So prior to CBS, what were you doing? 
So I, I was in school prior to CBS and I did a lot of internships and I did work a lot of freelance events. So whether it be volunteer or actually working on site for a seasonal job. So I've worked events like the Revolt Summit in Georgia. I think that was like my first actual first event experience where it was like on the ground. I flew out to Georgia and was able to like work with the producers and the Revolt Summit team. And then I also did the Urban World Film Festival, which I was able to do two years in a row. And that was in 2017 and 18. So I've done a lot of freelance work and wanted to really expose myself to the event industry. So I worked as many as events as I can (laughs) freelance wise, including the Essence Fashion House event, which I met you, Mark, which is (laughs) where we met. So at that time, you know, when you're coming out of college, you're like, well, you're trying to actually find out what you want to do in life. So With me, I knew I wanted to do events, but I didn't know what aspect of the event world I wanted to do. So I think just me working different events and exposing myself to the industry and helping with the execution or planning or volunteering, it really just helped open my eyes and made me just fall in love with this industry and what I wanted to do. Going into school, I ran track and it was between me wanting to do like sports management and then working events. So I've been heavily involved in sales. So my career actually started in sales where I worked at the Barclays Center. And that's how I then got my job at CBS Sports Network as an advertising sales assistant. Um, I always had this diverse background and it was either between sales and marketing and events. And I'm like, why not? Why can I tie all of them together? So it kind of led me into my role now where I assisted with the sales partnership side as well as the the event side. So what did you study in school that kind of got helped you? I, um, so at first I went to Monroe college and I got my associates in business administration, and then I moved over to sports management. Okay. Five years is fairly quick to even be at CBS, which is pretty cool. I know something motivates you. What is that? It's like, well, when I was very young, I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis with his, which is a breathing illness. And I almost passed away at the age of 10. Again, uh, breathing illness, not that many people know about what this illness is, it's an invisible illness. So if you look at a person, you wouldn't know they would have it because obviously it's a respiratory illness. So the doctors, they told me anyone with cystic fibrosis have a certain life expectancy. At the time it was like 30 years old and now I moved up to 50, 50 years old thanks to technology. But when the doctors at a young age told me, Tina, life expectancy, you know, take it easy on yourself. And I always loved sports and I was also Mm -hmm. very hardheaded. So I'm like, well, I have this illness, but I still want to aim for my goals. You know, I still want to play sports. I still want to work in events and do marketing and sales. And so when they told me that it was kind of heartbreaking, but again, I was a very hardheaded kid and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway, (laughs) regardless of what the doctors say, I'm still going to become that D1 track athlete and work jobs and stuff like that. So I was able to do that and it helped me overcome adversity. And I think what really motivates me and influences me is the people within the cystic fibrosis community. And just like me knowing not to limit myself into whatever I want to do in life. And I think that comes to anyone, we're going to have obstacles, you know, we may have like an illness or a situation or a roadblock that comes in our life, but we shouldn't limit ourselves to whatever we want to do in life. I feel like God gave us all a gift. And if you have a goal or a dream, I say, just go for it. Right. I mean, it's very inspiring because when I I had heard about that, I was like, now I know why you're kind of focused, you know, you're not wasting time. You just keep pushing forward no matter what. 
Yeah. And we, I learned that just speaking with you early on, I was like, okay, she's, she's doing things and she's not wavering here. And yeah. you still do a lot with cystic fibrosis. You support them in speech yeah. in presentations and pe- teach people about that. Right. Yeah. I am part of the adult advisory council for the cystic fibrosis foundation. When I first got my job as advertising sales assistant with CBS Sports, Boomer Esiason, I actually done work with his foundation, um, the Boomer Esiason Foundation, his son, Gunnar Esiason, has cystic fibrosis. So when I first got the job at CBS Sports Network, I emailed um, Boomer. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I now work here. You know, he has the Boomer and GL show now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was pretty cool just to, I guess, work under somewhat of the same umbrella as him and still do work from the foundation, public speak, because with the illness, a lot of people that have it, they think of life expectancy, they think they might not live long. So it's very important to keep a very positive mindset and to not limit yourself. So anytime I speak at a school or on a panel, like I try to be that role model, positive role model, where I'm basically encouraging those that and again, it doesn't have to be cystic fibrosis, have an illness, to not limit themselves. And I think it, it just all starts with your mindset. And it, it's going to be hard, <laughs> but you have to <laughs> keep a positive mindset and all that you do. And I think that just translated for me having cystic, having cystic fibrosis into my works. It's like whenever I come across a challenge or a roadblock, I always, I'm very optimistic, I would say. <laughs> no, I, you, definitely. I've, I've seen it yeah. for sure. <laughs> You're very optimistic. And I love that because particularly events, you kind of have to be optimistic. We were working an event. We were three in the morning. I'm like, I don't know. This is not going to happen. There was a point where we just kind of like, it's going to happen. It always happens. We always pull it together at the end. And I think particularly events, you got to just stay positive because there are times when you're like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. It's not going to work, right? I mean, I mean, you could have always you, to it. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think you could play it safe. Say I you wanted to work in insurance behind a desk and, and do a very calming type of repetitive work, but you've chosen not to do that, which I think is interesting. Yeah. So tell me about a day in a life at CBS now, this brand experience and event manager, which is fairly new, right? Within the last year, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What, what does that mean? Like, what is your day like? So my day is forever changing. (laughs) No day is the same. I think that's what I like about it. And that's the world of events. You know, your days aren't the same and it's sort of forever changing. Each day is different. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about it. But I think a day in a life, there is no day in life, really. What's today like? I'm like, what is today? You know, it, it changes all the time. Each company I learned is different with their For event sure. teams. You know, we we handle both the, the pre-planning kickoff to the execution. So we're from like A to B, where as opposed to other companies, they may have a dedicated activation team or a dedicated pitch uh-huh. team. So we do both, <laughs> which is exciting. And again, each experience is different. So let's walk me through then. So you did the the ghost show. Yes, Summer of Ghosts. Walk walk me through that process. So that process, we of course had different agencies pitch to us, pitch the ideas. And then from there, what we would do is just have obviously huddle as um, a team and just pick an an agency that we would want to move forth with. And then from there, we then do the agency kickoff and then we have different meetings where we then start to, we go into the pre-planning phases. So that's like solidifying the idea, deciding what the why is and how it ties into the objective. So then we go into the pre-planning phases of that. 
And then we then going to the execution part of it. So then it's like, okay, we have this idea. How can we make it bigger? How can mm -hmm. we scale? And then when it comes to creating these experiences, we want to make sure that it one reflects and represents the tone of the show or the program. Right. Um, so that's the big thing. Like my team, we're always thinking about the why and how we can think big and scale. So before creating an experience, you want to understand the purpose. You want to know what you want people to take away from that actual experience. And we always want to start with the headline first and then work backwards from there. So we have like an inter interesting process. It's just, again, working backwards and finding mm -hmm. out what that headline is. And then also keeping in mind, how are you driving and building interest to the shows? And again, gotcha. just wanting it to reflect the tone and voice of the show. And then from there is the execution part of it. And then once we define what the why and the purpose is, then we just go off to the races. And that's when all the fun stuff happens. <laughs> well, I feel like with, with the, well, I wouldn't say fun. I think, I think the pre-planning, the pre-planning is again, when you're coming up with an idea and you want it to be different, you know, mm -hmm, you really always. want it to be different. Right. You want to make sure it scales. You want to make sure it's big. So um, you want to make sure it's creative too. So it could be a challenge, <laughs> but I would say I, I do like the execution part of it because like once your ideas start brewing and then you find out what that thing is right. and then you create it, I think that's the, that's my favorite part of the process. <laughs> an idea can, again, be a mustard seed of an idea. And then once it's ran through the creative team and the strategy team and the PR team, again, right. make sure everything makes sense then that idea comes bigger and then everyone else has ideas and it kind of just becomes even bigger. Okay. So it starts again with the agency and of course they might have other ideas, but then we run it through our teams and then we all brainstorm larger as a mm -hmm. larger group and come up with, again, Summer of Ghosts was different because it was like, we had eight activations within right. the show. So each, each activation was different coming up with what that thing is and then running it by our different teams because each of our teams, for example, PR, they might have a different perspective. Sure, like, okay, from a sure. PR standpoint, this is what's going to make it bigger. It, it starts with one small idea, and then we uh, we all come together in, in a brainstorming meeting, and then just make it as big as possible, and just bounce off ideas. And that's this part of the creative process. That's that's fun. I mean, because it sounds like you guys have this free flow of information, and everybody's open yeah. to all the different ideas. In addition yeah. to that, you guys do the the upfronts. Describe to somebody what an upfront is. Yeah. So upfront is one of like the largest where all the broadcast networks come together and they have a whole launch of different shows. So it's one of our biggest events of the year and where we get to see the different programmings from different companies. So I was fortunate enough. I <laughs> did go and actually attend the actual upfront because it is a very exclusive for like certain people that are invited. I was working backup house <laughs> where with <Yeah>. talent. So. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> that was, that was very, that, yeah, that is pretty huge. And it was like one of my first talent relations, like it kind of brought me back to like my freelance days where I'm like, okay, I'm working back of house, but it is one of our bigger events where CBS introduces some of their new programming and get an insight into what that looks like. So it's just an exclusive, I call it like VIP upfront. So I don't just call it upfront. I call no, it VIP. For sure. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, some of them are huge. And I had worked on a couple with one with Disney years ago and, you know, it really is where they bring their new properties to uh, primarily advertisers, correct? And and to really build yeah, buzz yeah. And, and, you know, it, has to, it drives business at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, if, if you're presenting ghosts, I'm like, well, you get all those advertisers to buy into the show as well as the new shows coming up. 
in the new season. If there is a season exactly. anymore, I think TV has got a little kind of, is, is there truly a season anymore? It's like the fall yeah. still the fall season for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. The fall. Yep. We're going really hard into fall this year. You're it. We're, yeah. It's we're in it. We're in it. All right. So looking back now in your career since school, if you were to look back, what would you have changed or altered or maybe nothing in getting where you're at? Yeah, I think looking back for me, just learning all early on to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, whether it's life, Mm -hmm. works, relationships. I think it's important to be uncomfortable sometimes and to take more risks seriously, because I think a lot of us are afraid to fail and take risks. So I think that also learning is lifelong. People go to school and they're like, oh, I'm done. (laughs) Like, no, you're always going to learn within (laughs) life. (laughs) <laughs> for sure. You're always going to learn within life and you know, it's going to be continuous. So like wherever, whether it's life, work or relationships, be a sponge and learn as much as you can. And that's something that has helped me. I'm always asking why I'm like that curious learner where I'm right. always trying to dive deeper into things. And then also to create your own, create like opportunities. Every opportunity isn't the best opportunity, but opportunities may come your way. And just decide on if the opportunity is best fit for you. Because again, like every opportunity isn't the best opportunity. And also there's going to be times where you may want an opportunity and you might not get that opportunity. So I always say like, create your own safe. There's like a, again, I'll use this as an example, a podcast that you always wanted to be on and you or decline for it. Like just create your own podcast, you know, like things like that, like always stay optimistic and, you know, create, create your own, your own platform. And so that people can hear your voice and so that people can experience some of the things that you're doing, because you never know what can come from it. So that's something that I I really wanted to learn, create your own learning is lifelong and to take risks. Something very small might be an opportunity that you don't know Ah, yet. So you you just, you just kind of have sometimes have to go with it. And you, everybody's got a story. And, and if you don't get that story out there, uh, nobody's ever going to know. So if you create your own, no your own stuff. Hear and you don't know whoever, who you're, you would impact. Like it's every, everyone has a gift. Everyone has a story and you never know who you can touch with that story or influence. So right. I always say that. And I think too, you know, I, I've talked to other, you know, people on the podcast, like even internships when you're in school, do them. It's not necessarily what you want to do, but what you may realize what you don't want to do. So at least but you get to try it. You, you got to try new things. You're like, oh, I thought I really wanted to be this, or I thought I wanted to do that. Yeah, well, try, yeah. try first. And then <laughs> if you don't like it, it's not the end of the world. So don't beat yourself up. Um, exactly. just, I want to be a set designer and then kind of it shifted a bit and I'm back kind of where I was, but I had to figure out a new angle on this thing. I yeah. think at the time I was devastated. I was out of college, but you know, I never went too far away from it. And you have to kind of just guide and see where the other opportunities come from. Cause you just never know, like you at CBS, you just love sports, sports moved into CBS, moved into now you're doing, you know, upfronts and, and Comic-Con and all sorts of things. So you never know where that path is going to go. So of the events that you've done thus far, uh, what's yes. your favorite? My favorite, I would say like my most favorite was of course <laughs> the price is right. That was like one of our most recent activations where again, very iconic, very joyful show on television. And we basically went on a coast to coast tour, just where people and fans can just experience the game in real life. Like spin the big wheel, play Planko, have a chance to win $50,000. 
Um, also another event, and this was again very early on in my career, was the Revolt Summit in Georgia. This was again first freelance, first taste into like the event industry where I was actually able to fly out from New York to Georgia to help and work alongside like some of the music and entertainment biggest moguls, P. Diddy, right. Mona Scott, Charlemagne, like T.I. and those different people. I was like, oh my God, it was very overwhelming because I'm like, right. you know, you're like, it's like your first, I guess, actual event you're working. So yeah, during my uh, freelance days, I was able to do that. And for those that don't know, the Revolt Summit It's basically music and culture and entertainment gathered where you hear like some of the biggest people in the industry from music and entertainment. And they just help align, enlighten people that want to be a part of that, uh, you know, that, that the music and entertainment industry. And what was so memorable to me with that event was that one, I met one of my entertainment icons, P. Diddy. Can't stop, won't stop that quote. It was so memorable to me because of the culture. Like when you think of events, you want to make sure you have the right people in a room, mm-hmm. um, the right audience, the right speakers. Right. And you really felt that energy, not just from the speakers, but from the people around you. And I think that's very important with events. You have to make sure when you have an event, you have the right people and you want to make sure you have people with common experiences as well. So I think the energy within that room is just something I would just would never forget. And then again, it could also be <laughs> because I was really excited, but it's for truly sure. Gen- <laughs> generally something where I felt like, oh my gosh, like, wow, it's very powerful. And if that didn't solidify your need to do events, I don't know what would. <laughs> or the other side say, I'll never do it again. It sounds like it threw you right in the middle of it. And exactly. I feel the same way. I started in fashion in Brian Park Fashion Week. And to me, that solidified who I was, but it was an experience and you were in the room like you. And it was just a vibe around you and you were learning and absorbing. It was incredible. In many ways, I tried to bring a lot of that back because that feeling that you get, you want to have the other people feel it also. Exactly. So you exactly it's kind of a motivator. Exactly. And even after the event, you're like, you want people to like what's that thing that's gonna make people remember. And for me, it was the energy that was in the room and some of the speakers. So that's what made it memorable to me. So I was able to take that piece. And even years down the line, I can always date back like, oh, I remember this. Is there an advice you would give to somebody starting out, like somebody in college who's thinking about doing what you do? Yeah, I would say just going back to what I said before was just like taking risks, always be a sponge when it comes to learning. People are afraid of failure. People are afraid of no People are afraid to take risks because they don't know what the outcome would be. And I think now just, you know, growing within my career and going through the journey, I've been able to take more risk and be okay with people saying no. I think also creatively, don't be afraid to think outside of the box. And I say that like, it's okay to pitch wacky ideas that you Mm -hmm. think may be stupid or not as creative and it might become something big. Be wacky, you know, be fun. Think outside of the box. So true. Anything you want to share that's coming up or some show we all need to see in 2023, (laughs) the hot new thing? Yeah, well, I would say the number one comedy on TV, uh, Ghost, definitely check that out. (laughs) It was funny because like me, I'm not really into like, and Ghost isn't a horror, it's comedy. Like I'm not really into that type of stuff. But when I actually watched the first few episodes, it was very like, very, very interesting. Just like hearing the backstories of the characters. It's really funny, actually. Yes, for sure. I've watched it a couple of times. It's a fun show. Yeah, it's a fun show. And each character has their own backstories and afterlife. So for example, like Clara, she's a hippie and Hetty, a Victorian societal woman. So 
that. And then also, I think, I think honestly, Ghost was like my number one. And then also there's another launch, Fire Country. That's another show. It's a, one of CBS's newest dramas. Sorry to say, definitely check that out too. So if people wanted to follow you, how would they do that? You can follow me on Instagram, my first and last name, Tina Mobley. And then my website, which again, I started my own event planning business, timoevents.com. So do you have time to do other events with your workload? Yeah. So like outside (laughs) in my free time, when I do have free time, I did my own event planning business where again, smaller scale. And then eventually I do want to be big. I started this year. It's basically Timo events is my artistic outlet where I can share my passion for event planning, birthdays, anniversaries, small celebrations. So Starting out very, very new event planning business is called Timo Events. I'm hoping that it'll grow in the next couple of years. Keep it growing. I, that's how I started. I had a, a freelance <laughs> business on the side, had my main yeah. job at Condé Nast, but I always had the side thing. And then it, it was time to break. I already had clients in the work. So definitely yeah. a, a, a way that works. I know that works for a lot of people. So this has yes. all been amazing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And again, just to everyone, like, don't limit yourself to whatever you want to do in life. If you have a goal, just go for it. Create your own opportunities if they they aren't there for you. Well, I can't wait to see where you go next. You're always doing some great (laughs) things. Thank you again. And uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Creating the Perfect Experience. To get in touch and learn more, visit MarkStevenAgency.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, let us know by leaving us a review or posting about us on social media. We love to see it. Until next time.